you get through the finish line, you know what? God has another race for you. It, it never ends. Praise the Lord. And that's a good thing. You don't retire with God. You might retire in the natural, but God has more for you. God has more for me. God is faithful. He's honorable. And you know, throughout the scriptures, He honors, you realize He honors us? Thank goodness. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, your word is true. You said, let God be true. And every man alike. So, Father, thank you that your grace is real. Lord, that your love is real. Father, everything about you is real. Lord, people are always wants reality. Father, you are reality. Your truth, the unveiled truth, it's unveiled to us. It's reality. That's what is real. And so, Father, we will experience what's real this year in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, I have. Oh, Lord. Let's go to Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, we're talking about honor. There, there's a... I have pages of notes that we, praise the Lord. Mark chapter 7. We'll start with verse number 5. We're speaking about, about honor. And I'm going to read a, a chunk of scripture, if that's all right. I'm just going to read the Bible to you. Amen. Verse number 5 says, Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do you... Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders? That, that should give you a hint right there. Yeah. The tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands. He answered and said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites. Whoa, man, right off the bat. <laughs> Jesus said it like it was. He never minced words. He never pulled punch. Now, everything he did was, was through love. He is the personification of love. So everything he did was because of the love of God that he has. It says, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips. You see that? He said, They honor me with their lips. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of definitions this morning. This this word honor here, it means to prize, to fix a value upon, by implication to revere. So he's saying you're, you're fixing a value just with your words, just words only. God's not just interested in our words. Words are very important, as you know. But he's interested in our what's behind our words. Are you following me? says, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How, how in the world can you honor God with your lips, but your, your heart be far from him? Think about that. They're honoring me with, they're saying the right things, but they're not honoring me. Because their heart's far from me. Remember, the, how, do you, how do you get things in your heart? By what you hear, by what you see, by what you say. I guess they were saying some of the right things, but they weren't thinking right. They weren't. They, it was all for a show. 
You know, God's not interested in a show. He's interested in our heart and giving honor to him. Because as we do that, he will honor you. That's what I love about God. When, when God honors you, do you understand the word honor has to do with wealth too? Riches, treasures. Praise the Lord. He says, And in vain they worship me, teaching his doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and many other such things you do. Now, you need to clean your utensils. You need to clean your cups. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. They were more interested in their tradition than the honoring God. Man, how many... How much does tradition rule people's lives? Man, they'll put tradition over the Word of God. Well, that's how it's always been done. So we're going we're gonna to do that. Well, he says, For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. Oh. You know what? I'm going to switch over. Uh, no, I won't switch over. Okay. That's a different set of verses. He said, but you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is Corbin, that is a, that is a gift of God. What they were doing, they were honoring God and forgetting about their parents. Traditions. It says, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition which you have handed down and many such things you do when he called the multitude to himself he said to them now we're going somewhere so just just it's okay hear me everyone and understand there is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him but the things which come out of him, that are the things that defile a man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When Jesus said, let him who has ears to hear, let him hear, you understand that not that we shouldn't ignore anything else he said. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. But when he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, he is now really emphasizing this part. He's really serious about it. When he had entered a house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. So he said to them, Are you with thus without understanding? Also, do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him? Because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach. He's talking about food. I mean, we won't go any, any deeper into this, what he's talking about. And is eliminated. Okay, amen. You understand that. Thus purifying all food. And he said, What comes out of a man that defiles a man? what comes out because he said for from within out of the heart proceed evil thoughts adulteries fornications murders it's all a, it's all the work of the flesh thefts covetousness wickedness deceit lewdness and evil eye blasphemy pride foolishness and all these things come from within and defile a man now again he's saying they honor me with their lips god's looking for our honor and we're, I'm introducing this. Now, go to John chapter 5. I'm going to read another chunk <coughs> of verses, if that's okay. 
John chapter 5, verse 36. We'll start with verse 36. He says, But I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. Now he's talking about the works. You understand, how do you honor God? Obedience. Obedience. Really, by obedience, by our faith in Him, which leads to obedience. That's how you honor God. You, you, you follow the, the Scriptures the best that you can. Amen. Now, you're not perfect, but God's looking for us to be mature. He says, And the Father Himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard His voice at any time nor seen His form. But you do not have His word abiding in you because whom He sent him you do not believe. Talking about Jesus. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and there, and these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive honor from men, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in my if another comes in his own name, him you will receive. Verse number 44. How can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? What he said, we need to seek the honor of God, not of man. When, and I'm, I'm convinced, when you have the honor of God in your life, man many times will honor you. You're not looking for that. You're looking to honor God. Now, honoring God all the time doesn't might not win you a ton of friends but but when you honor God he will make sure you're honored we're going to talk about this later but let, let me keep reading here you do not seek the honor that comes from the only God verse 45 do not think that I shall accuse you to the father there is one who accuses you Moses in whom you trust for if you believe Moses you would believe me for he wrote about me but if you do not believe his writings how will you believe my words now, of course, Moses wrote the first five books of the of the Old Testament. But he isn't it interesting. He said, "If you don't believe the word that's written, how are you going to believe me?" Right. Now, okay. Now, go to John twelve. Are you following me so far? Yes. Okay, good. John chapter twelve, verse twenty six. And I love the word of God. Amen. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. He says, whoever serves me, him my father will honor. That's the same definition, the same word that means to prize to fix evaluation upon or to revere. God says, as you follow me, I'll honor you. I will prize you. I put a value on you. You are valuable to God. And as you serve him, he says, I'm going to put value, more value on you. Think about that. He says, I'll revere you. Now, go to Psalm 91. A lot of scriptures this morning. Psalm 91. 
We'll start, Psalm 91 is an awesome psalm. Psalm of protection. But Psalm 91, verse 14. He says, because he has set his love upon me. Because you love me. You love me. Now, you can't love God. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. We, we love him. We respond to him because of the love he has for us. It says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. You know, this week, we, my brother and I, really, we had a, a major distraction. Wouldn't you say that, Marissa? It's a distraction. It's a distraction. But it had, it had nothing to do with us. It did, but not really. Um, and, and, you know, distraction just, it, 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 distraction just try to consume your time. Because all of a sudden now you have to deal with this thing. You have to deal with it and, and, and try to straighten it out. And so it, but it, it, it takes your time. It takes your mindset. It takes your focus. And the enemy wants to throw things in your life to take your focus off God. So that now you're more interested in the distraction than him. You know, if you'll continue to honor God in those things... You'll see that he'll take away the distraction. He will straighten it out. Amen. And not only will he straighten it out, he'll, he'll add to it. Amen. How only he can add to it. Amen. So I love I got if, if so I love that last song we sung. What's it called? Do it again. Is that what it's called? That's why I wanted to do it again. You know what? He'll do it again. God doesn't stop one time. Well, he took care of you one time, and he'll take care of you every time. Amen. God is awesome. See, he's saying, I have that interpretation. He said, I am fully in agreement with that word. That's what he said. Okay. Back to verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. You see that? Because he has known my name. You cannot have faith in a God you don't know. That's why I'm a proponent of really having re intimacy, a relationship with God. Because when you, the more you know him, the more you understand him. The more you know him, the more you, you understand his attributes, uh, who he really is. And the more you know him, the more you'll trust him. Because God will never lie. He'll never go against his own word. Never. Never. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. Uh-oh. Look at the word. I will deliver him and do what? Honor. Do what? Honor. I will honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That word honor, we've got some definition. That word honor means to be heavy, be weighty. It has to do with the glory of God. But, but let me keep reading. To be honored, be renowned, be esteemed, be glorious. To be wealthy, be rich. Did, did you hear that? When God honors you, he's going to bless you. He's going to take care of you. He, <coughs> God doesn't just want to meet your need. You know that? 
He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we would ever ask for even think. That's where yeah. that's the heart of God. Yeah. God's heart isn't just, oh, I'm gonna take care, I'm gonna meet your need. Well, what is it? Now you might think, well, I have a need of ten million dollars. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but what many that meet your need, he'll take care of your basic necessities. He wants to do a lot more than that. Amen. It said the main idea is to be heavy, which then becomes wealthy, heavy with goods, property, money. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I'm not making this up. It means noteworthy, impressive, heavy, honored, carries a lot of weight. You've already heard that before. Man, that person carries a lot of weight and not talking about <coughs> in their belly. He, 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 he carries a lot of weight. Why? He has, he has pull. He has a forward. He, he carries a lot of weight. Well, his words mean something. Amen. Praise the Lord. Say praise God. Praise, praise God. God. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. God wants to honor you. Isn't that something? Amen. Go to 2 Timothy 2. 2 Timothy 2. Again, we're just... Looking at this, well, all through Scripture, people that honored God, David honored God, even though he messed up big time, didn't he? Moses honored God. Moses, do you realize Moses couldn't even enter the promised land? God said, you will not enter the promised land. Why? Because he hit that rock with his staff. He hit it. And, and the water came out, but God said, you will not enter. You disobeyed me. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Just because I hit a rock? <laughs> Nobody knew that except God and Moses <laughs> that he wasn't supposed to hit the rock. Mm. He was mad and frustrated. Well, dealing with three million, <laughs> uh, probably more than three million people, it would make you frustrated. <laughs> so he hit that rock. But God said, you're not going to enter the promised land. Now, that doesn't mean he wasn't blessed and now he's with, the, he's with God now. Where did I say to go? Okay, good. Verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood, clay, and some for honor. There's the word honor again. Some for what? Honor. Honor. And some for dishonor. Sanctify, or wait a minute, I'm ahead of myself. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, cleanse yourself from being dishonorable. Well, to be honorable, we need to live, a, 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 and I'll say a Christian life, but that doesn't mean anything nowadays. Um, live a godly life, that might not mean anything. Live a word-filled life, how's that? Because when we do that, we become a vessel unto honor, sanctified, set apart, and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Verse 22, flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Wow. He said, that word honor, we're going we're gonna to get into that in a moment, because... You know, let's just go there now. This is just a this is just a side note that I saw. Go to First Peter. 
chapter 3, verse 7. This is for Valentine's. It's, you know, February Valentine's Day. So I'm going to share a scripture. But I, I, I thought this very interesting. First Peter 3, 7. Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding. Talking about their wives. Giving honor to the wife. You see that word? Give honor. Now, here's what that means. A value. I it means money paid. I'm yeah, I'm waiting. We're gonna have to pay our wives, not pay them off. But you know, you realize we can't afford our wives. And everything they do. If you look at, you know, how much uh, you looked at, how much was it? Like a hundred and something thousand dollars, more than that. How much? Like if you paid your wife for everything that they do, different hats, different response. It was how much a year? I don't know. It, it came out to a couple hundred grand a year. You know, hey, can't afford your wife. You better treat them right. And that's what it means. It means a value, i.e. money paid or concretely and collectively valuables. So I buy you jewelry. See that? Valuables. <laughs> you know, you get yourself. By analogy, it means esteem. It means esteem, especially of the highest degree or the dignity to see itself. So we are to esteem them to the highest degree. Now, what I thought interesting, I looked up, and that's it's a form of the, the word honor that, that I gave a definition for. But here's how this word's spelled in the Greek. Are you ready? T I M E. Did you get that? The Greek word is spelled T I M E. Time. I don't know. Is that how you pronounce it in the Greek? No. Good. Praise the Lord. So I, but I just looked at the spelling. It just in in the English it's spelled time. How do you pronounce it in the Greek? Probably Time. 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 But it's spelled T-I-M-E. And, I, and I, I looked at that, and I thought, huh, giving honor. Maybe the Lord's trying to tell it in English, you know what, you give honor, you need to spend some time. <laughs> now we did. <laughs> I've been taking care of my dad, so a lot of time has been going toward him. But, but isn't that sound? That's just a side note. That's for fun. That's just for free. If it ministers to you, and it should, it needs to, right, Willie? Certainly. <laughs> Without doubt. This guy's my hero. Time. That's free. Just to honor them, that means to esteem them, value money paid, and maybe spend a little more time with them. Amen? Amen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a smart man. He's wise. Very wise. <laughs> now, go to Psalm 105. We'll close in a minute. Well, not yet. I got time. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to remember the heart when, when you honor somebody or honor God. You know the scripture says we're to honor all men? Oh, wait a minute. See, when it, when it says to, to honor all men, 
How about wicked people? How about as a human being, you should honor them. Give them esteem. They're valuable to God. That doesn't mean you, you well, we're going to honor them and we'll let people do whatever they want. That's called anarchy. So don't go to the extreme. But you're to honor. I can honor someone of another faith that doesn't agree with what, what, what the truth of the Word of God says. You can honor them. You can give value to them. Because you know what? When, when you honor people and, and stand by the truth, what will happen is it, that, that brings respect. And when, when you do that, people eventually come to you when they're really going through struggles. When, they're, when they know their God is not giving them any answers. They want answers. I remember back years and years ago, I was working at a door and window company. Man, that, that was, what a testing and learning ground. It was awesome. Because it was, it, I, when I was in there, I was a Christian. And I was bold. And what would happen is they would all team up against me many times. I, would, I could handle that. I, I, was, I was strong in the Lord. I was, I was young and I was, I was full of I was full of zeal, maybe not a whole lot of wisdom, but <laughs> so I, I could take I could take it all and throw it back. But they knew that I cared, and they would come to me not together because together, man, they all attack you. But they would one by one, they would come to me by themselves and can, can you pray for me? My my sister wants to get an abortion. What do I? So they would come, they would just, and I would just, I wouldn't laugh in their face, but I would laugh to myself. Because together, they don't want one another to see, you know, but when they come one-on-one, -on -one, they want answers. Why? Because if, if, if you show people honor, but not compromise, I think if we honor God, that means we shouldn't compromise our faith. People compromise to why? Because they want the honor of man, not of God. Well, amen. A little quiet in here. Okay, Psalm 105. Are you there yet? And I have a bunch of scriptures about God testing the heart that we won't get into. You know, God tests you and I. He doesn't test you with evil, He doesn't test you with sickness and disease. That's not God. Do you test your children by putting their hand in the fire? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, you tell them, don't, don't touch that, it's hot. You don't put their hand on it and say, see, now that's real hot, isn't it? And, and set their fingers on fire. No, you don't do that. Then why would God put sickness on you? Or anything silly like that. Take all your money away from you. You know, God, what's the one song? God, I like the song until this part. God giveth and taketh away. I'm like, oh, you just ruined that song. Mm. Uh, well, God, if God gives you, why would He take it back? Where did I say to go? Okay, good. Psalm 105. I'm gonna read it first out of the New King James. He sent the man before them, Joseph. I've been studying Joseph. I've been. I learned how much Jacob was in unbelief. When you really start looking at. You start seeing things when you really dig in the scriptures. You think, my goodness, his family was really messed up. They had they they had a dysfunctional family. They really did. They were 
It was something else. <laughs> he sent the man before him, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They put, or excuse me, they hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in iron until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. God's word tested him. I'm going to read out of the New Living in a moment. That word tested just means to fuse metal or to refine, literally or figuratively, to purge gold or silver by fire. Get heated up. Why? This, this impurities, gold, and it comes to the surface, and you scrape them off. That's why the most pure gold, you don't see the most pure gold. Because, you know, 1824 and probably even beyond that, you can't use that because it's too soft. So usually jewelry is 10 karat gold, sometimes 14 karat. One, every one of them, 18 karat. But you start getting higher, it's very soft. You know, they say the most pure gold is transparent. That's God's streets are made of pure gold. That's why they're gonna give. It's gonna be like in, in, in one of those hop houses, hoppy, hop, or what do you call them, the hop houses. That doesn't sound bouncy. It's not like I'm talking about drug house or something. <laughs> but the bouncy house. That's how the streets of gold are going to be. Oh, All right. Out of the, the new living. It means also means to test or prove to examine someone. You, remember, God tells Abraham, bring your son. You're going to sacrifice your son. Whoa. But the key to that, when, when he told the servant, he said, the lad and I will be back. Huh? In his mind, he knows, he's, I'm going up there to sacrifice my son. I'm going to roast him. He's going to be dead. The Bible says that he saw him and it figuratively that, that God would even raise him from the dead if, if he needed to. He goes up there and ties him up. Can you imagine his son? You know, Dad, where's the, where's the sacrifice? Well, God will provide. In the meantime, get up there and I'm going to tie you up. Now, do you think they had a wrestling match? You know, Abraham was over 100 years old at the time. Well over 100. You don't think Isaac could have taken him? That man was obedient too and believed God. He gets up there, ties him up, going to slit his throat, going to... Raised the knife, and the angel of the Lord stopped him. And he said, "Now I know that you believe me. Now that I now I know you trust me. Can you imagine? He went all the way to that, and God said, "Now I know you really trust me," because he was willing to honor God no matter what. And if it needed to kill my son, I'll do it. Well, that's pretty radical. Okay, out of the new living. Then he sent someone to Egypt ahead of them, Joseph. What a plan, God. God worked it out for good. Amen. His brothers sold him into slavery. Well, do you believe that was the best that God could do? No, that's what God did. That's what God used. I'm not here to say anything, but that's what happened. That's how he got to, he got to Egypt and rescued the, the whole family, the whole nation. It says, then he sent someone to Egypt ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck on an iron collar. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. Who tested his character? 
the Lord used situations to test his character. Now, I'm not here again. I'm just, the Lord used that to test his character. Tested him in Potiphar's house, tested his character in prison, tested him. And you think, why would that take so long? What? I just know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. God will make sure that you come out on top. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. Amen. Those are scriptures. It's just God tested his character. You think in situations that you don't like. The enemy, the enemy uses situations. The enemy uses circumstances to do what? He wants to destroy you. He wants your testimony to be poo-poo. He wants you destroyed. He wants your testimony to be bad so that you testify of God's unfaithfulness, of God not meeting your needs, and God not healing you. That's, that's what he wants you to testify. And the Lord, in that situation, God said, I'm testing your character. Will you trust me in that? I didn't say God put it. But God said, I'm testing. I want to see. Because when you honor God in those things, the scriptures are very plain that he will honor you. Amen. And God will bring to you what you desire. If you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll he, heal, heal. He will give you the, 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 <laughs> the desires of your heart. My goodness. That should make you want to shout. Amen. Look at verse 20. I'm in Psalm 105. I'll read verse 19 one more time. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. You know, you, you always hear about the overnight sensation. There's no such thing. You know, a rock band. Man, overnight, they come out with some song, and all of a sudden, they're, they're on the billboard, and they're famous. And man, and overnight. Yeah, they played in garages. They played in, in scrummy dumps, bars, and all that for years. And then all of a sudden they have a hit, and now they're... Are you it's, and well, how about the athlete, the rookie, who, who takes the team to the Super Bowl, takes the team to the World Series, and you think, they're a rookie. My goodness, success overnight. Yeah, okay, they played in grammar school. They played in high school. They played in college. They played in the minor leagues. It took a long time. Well, okay. Verse 20. Then Pharaoh sent for him and set him free. The ruler of the nation opened his prison door. Joseph was put in charge of all the king's household. He became ruler over all the king's possessions. He could instruct the king's aides as he pleased and teach the king's advisors. Go to Genesis. Something just came to me. If I can find it. If not, I will just paraphrase it. I think it's in it's in Genesis 43. So go to Genesis 43. Jacob tells his sons, Israel tells his sons, go in, go to Egypt, go buy some grain. 
More, they were in a bad, huge drought, famine. They did that, and they went back. I don't want to get in the store, but they went a second time. Okay? Little did they know on the way home, they realized that the money that they paid for the grain was put back into their sacks and, and all this. And, and what's, what's interesting is, if, if you look at that, they were all in fear, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to us? They tell Jacob, they tell their father, and, oh, my God. You know, they're thinking the negative instead of, well, maybe God's hand is involved here. They weren't looking at that. But, but look at here. Just give me a moment. Well, I, I don't want to take the time to look for it. But what happens, they, they go back the second time. Joseph invites them into his house. They're thinking, oh my God, they brought us here. We're going to throw us all in prison. They're going to make slaves. Other than what they did to Joseph, their guilt was eaten mm -hmm. there. But, but they talked to the, the servant, Joseph's servant, and they said, you know, we paid for it and, and this and that. And on our way back, we discovered that the money was back in the sack. And the servant says, don't worry about that. And again, I'm paraphrasing. He says, what chapter? Okay, here it is. Let's, let's read. Start with verse 19, Genesis 43. When they drew near the steward to the steward of Joseph's house, they talked with him at the door of the house and said, Oh, sir, we indeed came down the first time to buy food. But it happened when we came to the encampment that we opened our sacks and there each man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight, so we have brought it back in our hand and we brought down other money in your hands to buy food, in our hands to buy food. We do not know who put our money in our sacks, but he said, listen to what he said. Here's the steward of Joseph's house. Where are they at? In Egypt. Do they worship Jehovah? <laughs> they despise the God of Israel. They worship all these gods. Look at what the steward says. But he said, peace be with you. Do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. That might not mean anything to you on the surface. Joseph's in Egypt. Did Joseph ever compromise his relationship with God? No. Never. When, when they pulled him out of prison and he goes before the Pharaoh, said, I hear that you can interpret dreams. So interpret mine. That's pretty much what he said. He said, I can't do it. But my God, he can. He'll do it. And so he's always honoring God. That's what I want you to see. It, even the student and how they knew of Yahweh. Why? Because Joseph was telling them, your God, the God of your father, has given you treasure in your sack. <laughs> They're in a foreign land. You understand? That would be like going to Iran 
But let's put in perspective, going to some of these nations that you can't talk about God. You talk about God, what do they do? They'll throw you in prison. They'll kill you. Well, Egypt was similar. But because of who Joseph was, he was an honorable man. He was a good man. He was a hardworking man. But God, you, all through it said God was with him. 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 He's always talking about God. I'm sure in the prison. He was in the prison for about 13 years. Talk about God. Amen. Everywhere he went, God raised him up. Everywhere. Why? He honored God. Continually honored God. What did God do? He honored him. Put him in second in command. You think that was Pharaoh's doing? God was behind all that. Go to Genesis 45. We'll close. Okay. Man. Genesis 45, verse 13. I'll read it first out of the New Living. This is after he reveals himself to the brothers, to his brothers. He says, go tell my father... It was their father too. So go tell my father of my honored position here in Egypt. You see that? My what? Honor. The New King James says, So then, so you shall go, so you shall tell my father of all my glory. Of all that I am honored, my place of honor. That's literally, it means weight, honor, esteem, glory, majesty, abundance, wealth. And the word is Shabbat or however you pronounce it. Literally, it means it's God's glory, not only his honor, renown, and majesty, but also his visible splendor, which filled Solomon's temple and will someday fill the earth. That word, that's what that word honor is. Talking about the glory of God, wealth. But it, it's all that entails. He said, go tell my father my honored position here in Egypt. Describe from everything you have seen and then bring my father here quickly. Joseph, do you understand the Israelites were despised by the Egyptians? They wouldn't even eat in the same room. God, because Joseph honored God, he was honored. From a slave, from the hated brother, sold to slavery. The Bible says he was handsome. And he was probably a good-looking, strong young man. Potter son. He looks like he's in pretty good shape. He looks like he could. he's a hard worker. I'll buy him. He bought him. Goes to Potiphar's house. What happened? Whew. Second to command Potiphar's house. And that's when the issue with Potiphar's wife, that lust bag. <laughs> <laughs> and what did Joseph do? He ran out. That act of running out. Now, if he would have slept with her, then what? Yeah, he probably would have been killed. Mm -hmm. 
He says, there is no way I am not doing this because I will not dishonor God. I will not sin before God. He ran out, left his coat. That's when she, ah, he tried to, ah. <laughs> And Potiphar knew that she's full of, you know. Mm-hmm. How do you know that? Because he didn't kill him on the spot. I like that movie Joseph. It showed that Potiphar talking to Joseph. And he was, why, why, why? And he believed him, but he had to do something. Because if he did nothing, then, then he's going to lose his honor before all of Egypt. He had to do something, so he threw him in the king's prison. That's why the Bible says that God tested his character in him. He could have bought, he could have. Joseph said, Potiphar has given me everything in the house except you. I'm not taking what's not mine. He honored Potiphar, but more than any, he honored God. He's honored both. You think, man, what you should be honored. Yeah, he was honored by being thrown in prison. He was in prison up anywhere from 1 to 13 years. Well, how do you know that? Because when he was sold, he was 17 years old. When he became second in command... In, in Egypt, he was 30. So there's 17 years that took place between the time he was sold and the time he was, he was second in command. So he was in prison for a while. Can you, he was 17 years old when he went into Potiphar's house. And she probably lusted after him from the moment she saw him. Man, look at this guy. Man, this guy's hot. Now, I don't know what Potiphar, you know. I, let's pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you this morning, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord, that as we begin to look at honor, Lord, we see both of honoring you and you honoring us. But there is a lot to this. Lord, we know. That if we will honor you with our minds, our hearts, our actions, Lord, you'll honor us. Lord, you're so good. Lord, that's not even talking about covenant because we're in covenant with you. So I thank you this morning, Lord, for your word that is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. In Jesus' name. One other verb.